well-regulated militia be necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Welcome to another edition of Bearing Arms, Cam and Company. My name is Cam Edwards. So glad you're joining us on the uh, program. We're going to be talking about the House ban on so-called assault weapons. This is a big week for this ban. Supposedly, I mean, this is kind of a make or break week, actually. You know, the uh, House getting ready to go on recess for the entirety of the month of August. And so they've been putting together these show bills, right? Uh, One of which might actually pass in the Senate. The uh, bill uh, codifying uh, interracial marriage and same-sex marriage. I think that's going to get at least 10 Republicans to support it. Uh, But they've been trying to put Republicans on defense, and also trying to distract from how much everything costs these days, right? They don't want to talk about inflation. Nope. Uh, I'm sure we're hearing a lot about the declining price of the pump. Not a lot of talk about the economic reasons behind that, uh, which are not great because the reason why gas prices are going down right now is because of concerns that the economy overall is slowing. But, uh, you know, they'll probably tout, hey, look, it's not costing you as much to uh, fill up your car. But they really don't want to talk about the economy. They really want to talk about uh, social and cultural issues. And as we saw last week, uh, a ban on the most commonly sold rifle in America is uh, among their to-do items. So last week, we saw the big markup in the House Judiciary Committee, right? Got a lot of headlines. We were told that the next stop for this gun ban bill was the House Rules Committee, probably this week. And then the Rules Committee would uh, swiftly pass this, bring it out to the floor, excuse me, of the House of Representatives for a full vote. Uh, But as of right now, the House Rules Committee has not scheduled a hearing for H.R. 1808. I just checked this morning. It's not on the agenda. Uh, The next meeting is tomorrow. They're taking up uh, two pieces of legislation. But the gun ban bill is not among them. Now, that doesn't mean that the House Rules Committee can't schedule H.R. 1808 for tomorrow's hearing or schedule a special hearing for Wednesday or Thursday or Friday of this week. But right now, it's not on the calendar, which tells me right now, Democrats don't have the votes. Uh, A couple of other signs here that Democrats are struggling to get the numbers they need to pass this gun ban bill. The uh, th- this these are the latest I guess the five uh, latest co-sponsors of HR 1808. There are 212 co-sponsors in all. Because of absences in the House, it takes 216 votes to pass a measure at the moment. Again, the uh, HR 1808, the gun ban bill, has 212 co-sponsors. But take a look. The last person to add their name to the list, Elaine Luria. In uh, Virginia's second district, one of the most embattled uh, Democrats, by the way, in the House. I, I, I don't think that Elaine Luria is uh, going to win re-election this fall, and I think this vote makes it less likely that she uh, actually manages to pull off not necessarily an upset, but uh, pull off a victory in what is shaping up to be a red wave election. But Elaine Luria, the last person to co-sponsor this bill, co-sponsored the bill what, 10 days ago, 11 days ago, July 14th. Since then, Democrats have not been able to attract another member of their caucus, 
and they have not been able to attract any Democrats or excuse me, any Republicans to co-sponsor this bill on paper. There's still a couple of votes short. Now, look, they will get a couple of Republicans to go along. I think it is likely that Adam Kinzinger of Illinois will vote in favor of this gun ban bill if it goes to the floor of the House. Uh, Chris Jacobs of uh, New York, who is also retiring, uh, has come out in favor of a ban on so-called assault weapons. So he's probably in favor. Uh, But after that, the math gets a little tricky. You know, Brian Mast, Florida Republican, has come out in the past in favor of a ban on so-called assault weapons. I have not heard or seen a word from him on this current uh, gun ban bill. And he's got a primary fight coming up next month. So if a vote is held this week, uh, and they're going to have to do it pretty quickly, but if a vote is held this week, I don't know what Brian Mass does, because, again, his office has been pretty silent about what his plans are for the uh, Democrats' current gun ban bill. Uh, so at the moment, and, and you know, here's another interesting little factoid, just another little hint that maybe things aren't going quite as well for the Democrats as they were hoping it would when it comes to, again, <clears throat> banning one of the most commonly owned firearms in the country. Uh, The Washington Post had a big profile piece on Chris Jacobs, the Republican congressman from New York, who came out in favor of a ban on so-called assault weapons after the uh, shooting in Buffalo and the uh, shooting in Uvalde, Texas. Uh, This is the headline, this Republican embraced gun control. It ended his political career because Chris Jacobs announced he would not be running for re-election because of the uh, criticism that he received from his district for supporting a ban again on commonly owned firearms. What I found fascinating is that in this Washington Post story, they don't make any mention. They don't even bring up the House bill that supposedly is headed for a vote this week. Not even obliquely. They talk about the gun control bill that Chris Jacobs voted for a couple of weeks ago that uh, went nowhere in the Senate. But they don't bring up H.R. 1808. They don't talk about it. Politico's playbook this week, taking a look at the week ahead, had no mention of the gun ban bill popping up in the House Rules Committee. So there are all kinds of signs out there that, and again, I'm, I'm not suggesting that this bill is doomed to fail, that, uh, that, the, that the arm twisting is not continuing. Oh, it is. All I'm saying is that as of right now, Midday Monday, I don't think the Democrats still have the votes for this gun ban bill. And if they don't have the votes for this gun ban bill, I don't think it's going to get a hearing in the House Rules Committee this week. So pay very close attention to the House Rules Committee calendar. I will be looking at this multiple times a day to see if they're adding uh, H.R. 1808 to the list of bills that they'll be taking up. But the House is set to adjourn. I think the last vote. Is scheduled for 3 p.m. Friday, and then they're out the entire month of August. So if they're going to get something done, this is the week that they want to get it, you know, onto the floor of the House for a vote. Uh, and they don't have a whole lot of time to do it. So, yeah, the arm twisting is continuing. But as of right now, I think it's fair to say that they are still a couple of votes short. And if you are a uh, gun owner represented, by one of the Democrats who has not yet signed on as a co-sponsor to H.R. 1808 or any of the Republicans uh, who have not signed on as co-sponsors. I would encourage you to reach out. In fact, heck, even if your Congress critter has endorsed 
and has decided to co-sponsor HR 1808, I would reach out to them and ask them why. Why are you doing this now? This bill was introduced last year. It sat there for over a year. Why, why, why just now are you doing this? And oh yeah, by the way, <clears throat> if you really think that the firearms that you're trying to ban are battlefield weapons of war that should only be in the hands of military and the police, why does this bill exempt the 25 million or so AR-style rifles, not to mention the millions more semi-automatic handguns, semi-automatic shotguns that are also covered under this bill? Why does the bill allow the current owners of those firearms to maintain possession of them? Clearly, you don't think that that should happen. So why does your bill not adopt Joe Biden's plan of requiring existing owners to either register their guns under the auspices of the National Firearms Act or hand them over to the government in some sort of quote unquote buyback? I, I, you know, th- this, there, there's so much politics being played with this bill that I don't think the Democrats have a really good answer for this. Because the bill that they're putting out there, first of all, uh, again, I don't think it's it's certainly not popular enough to get out of the Senate. Remains to be seen whether or not they can even convince enough Democrats to vote for this monstrosity. But it doesn't even do what the gun banners want. We 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 know what the gun control advocates in game is here, and it's not. Well, yes, as long as, you know, the uh, existing owners of those firearms uh, uh, can keep them and no more new guns are sold, we're okay with that. That's No, they're not. No, they're not. They're down with the, hell yes, we're coming for your AR-15s, right? That's their end goal, is not to exempt the current owners of these firearms, but to ban these firearms completely. Now, there's another problem for the House Democrats who want to do that. It's unconstitutional. Uh, Although, listen, the Supreme Court has not officially weighed in on a uh, ban on so-called assault weapons, although that is coming. But we did see a recent ban on modern sporting rifles, not completely thrown out by the federal courts, but uh, enactment of a new local ordinance in the Denver suburb of Superior, Colorado, is on hold uh, after a judge said, you know, I just can't find anything in the historic record that would indicate these types of bans are common or longstanding or a part of the tradition uh, in history of the right to keep and bear arms. So uh, this bill, this is from the uh, Denver Gazette, talking about the uh, judge issuing a temporary restraining order against portions of this ordinance after concluding that the challenge provisions implicated the plaintiff's Second Amendment rights and would therefore require under Bruin that Superior's actions be consistent with the historical tradition of American gun regulation. For the gun ban, the judge said that he was unaware of any history of banning all, quote-unquote, assault weapons within the town, given that the guns registered as of 2022 would no longer be grandfathered in upon their owner's death. He also did not believe that the town could likely ban the possession and sale of illegal weapons, quote-unquote, which includes semi-automatic guns with magazines holding more than 10 rounds. The judge pointed to estimates that the number of AR-15 and AR and AK-47 style guns exceeds the ownership of Ford F-150s, the most popular pickup truck in the United States. The judge wrote, the court concludes, therefore, that the conduct regulated by this provision is covered, at least in part, by the Second Amendment, and therefore that conduct is presumptively protected. Presumptively protected means that it's up to the town of Superior to show 
And this ban actually comports with the Constitution. I don't think they're going to be able to do that. Now, I don't think House Democrats are even trying, quite honestly. You know, again, flouting the Supreme Court right now on the left is seen as a badge of honor. It's not seen as delegitimizing an institution or anything that they've been complaining about for the past two years. No, they didn't like the Bruin decision. They hate the Dobbs decision. And so now it is fine to broadly ignore the legitimacy of the court uh, and any rulings that come down. Uh, You know, to a point, you are seeing states remove the uh, good cause requirement from their concealed carry laws, but then they're putting new gun control laws in place that clearly don't pass constitutional muster. They know this, but they also know that it's going to take time to challenge these laws. And while these laws are being challenged, there's at least a chance that a judge will allow them to take effect, unlike the federal judge in Colorado who put the kibosh on Superior's gun ban. This is a legal strategy that is designed to inhibit the exercise of a fundamental constitutional right. It's disgusting. It is, I believe, un-American. And it's sad that the Democrats think that this is necessary, not to save lives, but to save a couple of their seats come November. Right? Anyway, we will be uh, keeping our close eyes on uh, H.R. 1808. Yeah, not just one, but both of them. Uh, Both eyes, that is. Uh, Just to let you know what is going on, we will give you updates uh, throughout the week, both here on Bearing Arms Cam and Company uh, and at BearingArms.com. Now let's turn our attention to today's Armed Citizen story, our good deed of the day. And our recidivist report, so this one not quite a true recidivist report because I don't believe that uh, Paul Reichel has any previous criminal history, but I'm still just astounded at this story. Rochester man, Rochester, Minnesota, by the way, receives probation after shooting at a group of hunters. Yeah, he shot at people and he got probation for this. Um. According to ABC6 News, uh, ABC6 News in uh, Minnesota, these three hunters told deputies that they were on their own land hunting uh, near Elgin, Minnesota. They were pheasant hunting. They left their property, and as they're driving away, they found a pheasant uh, in a ditch in Elgin. The men pulled over to shoot it, and while they were looking at the pheasant, a a woman began yelling at them to leave. So they did. They got in their car, and they took off. As they're driving away, a truck comes up behind them. So they pull over to let that truck pass. That is allegedly when Mr. Reichel pulled out in front of their vehicle, blocked the road, got out of his truck, and then pointed a rifle at them. Yeah. The uh, men then began driving away when Reichel began firing several rounds at them. The three men continued to drive away. Reichel then began chasing them, at times reaching nearly 100 miles an hour. The men were eventually able to get away, called authorities. Reichel was arrested. Back in June, he pleaded guilty to two counts of harassment, reasonable fear of substantial bodily harm. Uh, As part of that plea deal, four counts of second-degree assault. Two counts of dangerous weapons drive-by shooting towards an occupied motor vehicle or building were dismissed. And 64-year-old Paul Reichel 
sentenced an Olmstead County District Court last week to three years probation with 365 days stayed while he was on probation, and he was given credit for the three days in jail that he served. Now, listen, I understand first offense probably won't do anything like this again. I get it. The fact, though, that he shot at people and is walking away with probation, that sticks in my craw. You could maybe make the case, look, this guy was having a bad day. He just uh, Maybe he just brandished the rifle. He didn't even point the gun at somebody. But once you start taking shots at innocent people, I don't care how old you are. I don't care how previously law-abiding you were. These hunters did not pose a threat to Mr. Reichel. I don't think there was even an allegation that they posed a threat to him or to the woman who stopped and tried to chastise them for shooting a pheasant. But still, he's walking away with nothing more than three years probation. Today's Armed Citizen story from Ohio, uh, where a, uh, a home invasion, a Pickaway County uh, home invasion, was thwarted by an armed citizen. Uh, this was, I guess, over the weekend. Uh, just before midnight on Sunday, according to uh, reports from law enforcement, man gained entry into a home there in uh, Pickaway County. 911 caller told dispatchers that the reported intruder had entered through a side door in the home and was, quote, trying to burglarize the home, again, with occupants inside. A uh, local newspaper uh, says they've been unable to confirm the motive or reasoning for the man's presence on the property, but when deputies arrived, they found the man deceased in the lower level of the home while the homeowners were upstairs. The alleged intruder suffered, quote, multiple gunshot wounds, according to the uh, county coroner, uh, who uh, says the man was pronounced dead shortly after midnight by local EMS, that the intruder had no identifiable information on him. Uh, so we don't have an identity. Uh, at this point, though, it does look like the uh, homeowners were acting in self-defense. We'll give you any updates as they become available. And uh, finally today, our good deed of the day, also an armed citizen story that doesn't always happen, but this time I think it's entirely appropriate. Uh, here's the headline. State trooper hurt after becoming pinned by vehicle. Armed good Samaritan stops the suspect. Yeah. This was in uh, Indiana, uh, Northwest. Indiana happened Saturday morning, about 2 a.m., according to authorities, on Interstate 8094, uh, when a, a driver named Brian Smith crashed his car into a fire truck in a nearby Subaru. That then shifted the Subaru, pinning an officer. Uh, the crash not only injured the officer and Brian Smith, but also a passenger in Smith's car. Uh, after the crash, Brian Smith then got out and tried to run. But that's when a Good Samaritan blocked him with their vehicle. Uh, one of the Good Samaritans inside that car was legally armed as well, drew their firearm, ordered Smith to stop. He did. The officer is uh, expected to recover from their injuries. Smith is currently in jail, thanks in part to the uh, armed citizen. And again, one, once again in Indiana, we see an armed citizen come to the aid of others, uh, I suspect the media has had enough of talking about those types of incidents, so I don't think that this case is going to get any 
national coverage whatsoever. But we'll be talking about it here on BarryAndArms.com because that's what we do with Armed Citizen Stories. You get at least one defensive gun use every day. I think it's important that we highlight those stories because the uh, rest of the media tends to downplay or ignore them completely. We want to make sure that you have a full and balanced diet of information about your right to keep and bear arms. Uh, so I would encourage you to check out BarionArms.com throughout the day for even more Second Amendment news and information. Of course, you can always join us here on Barion Arms Cam and Company as well. And you can also become a VIP subscriber to Barion Arms. Just go to BarionArms.com slash subscribe. There you go. Use the promo code GUNRIGHTS and you can get a significant savings on your VIP membership. As our way of saying thanks for showing your support for the independent pro-Second Amendment reporting we do at Bearing Arms. We're going to give you exclusive content, stories, analysis you won't find anywhere else. Because your support does matter, and it really does make a difference. We'll see you tomorrow with another edition of Bearing Arms Cam and Company. Until then, be well, be safe, and be free. Be free.